The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Coming up on George Bulldogs by the numbers, Stetson gets a really bad grade and a really big win. George's offense kind of sputters, and the grades reflect it. George's defense off the charts, but you have to see the numbers to actually believe them. It is nearly unbelievable, the grades that they're getting. Or maybe it's not. And is Kirby Smart a subscriber to this podcast or a subscriber to Pro Football Focus College or UGASports.com? We think he may be. We'll tell you why next on Georgia Bulldogs by the numbers. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Welcome to Georgia Bulldogs by the Numbers. My name is Tug Cowart, and I am with Brent Rollins of Pro Football Focus and UGASports.com. Before we jump into everything, I would like to let everybody know that's listening. At the end, we're going to talk about Kirby Smart, and is he a subscriber to UGASports.com and Pro Football Focus College? Because I have some sort of indication that he may be. I'll let Brent answer the question and give you the real answer when we uh, get to that point in the show. First, let's start with the breakdown of Georgia-Florida, the world's largest cocktail party. It finished exactly like I hoped it would, but in the first quarter, I have a 17-year-old son, Jacob, who loves Georgia football as much as he loves anything else in the world. He was trying to get ready to go to homecoming, and he couldn't get ready because he was yelling at the TV so much. I'm like, kid, put your shoes on and go pick up your date. That's hilarious because, you know, that just shows how passionate we are. That's exactly right. As, as fans. At some point, you have to pull it together. Very true. And, and I think, I, and I could see why he was a little frustrated just because it was sloppy. It was. Like the early part of the game, penalties, missed, you know, Florida getting pressure with three-man rush, uh, the third and one play, play action that, you know, then led to an intentional grounding penalty that then led to a missed field goal. Like it was just, those kind of things were in a normal setup. You're like, oh, oh, this like screams upset Upset. this screams we struggled a victory this screams you know heart palpitations or just sweating and all the guys with being being a fan in in this game but you know i think eventually the defense did what it does and 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 georgia's talent and the talent gap between the two teams showed itself yeah it was pretty clear and um and then later in the evening after michigan state wins against michigan kind of a nail biter for those guys at home he has a buddy shooting him a text and how michigan state is so much better than georgia now that they're in the top four top five michigan state's gonna run up all up in georgia and it's like oh my gosh are you kidding me so his day went from bad to worse I don't see that one happening. Yeah. No, Michigan State. Hey, Michigan State has some dudes. They yeah, have they some do. legit dudes, uh, but not as many as Georgia. So the offensive numbers are not exceptional. Much like my kid, 
you have a lot of people that wanted Stetson Bennett to be put on the bench and JT Daniels to be put in the game because JT's healthy now. That didn't happen, and I even had former Georgia quarterback and co-worker of mine at Dickey Broadcasting, the fan, 680-937-FM and Extra 106.3. I had Hudson Mason tell me, Stetson ain't coming out. He is your starter. He's passed all the tests, even though it wasn't a great grade that he got in the Florida game. JT is not going to be the starter moving forward. He was like, I just don't know that we can beat Alabama with Stetson Bennett. That's yet to be determined, and obviously we'll get to see because now you've clinched the East. You're going to be in the SEC Championship. It's just a matter of, by the way, Alabama still has to take care of their own business uh, to get to the SEC Championship. But, you know, because Auburn's playing well right now and, you know, some other things could happen if they trip up. But, you know, likely it's going to be those two teams. But Stetson did have – I mean, he had his worst passing grade since the Florida game last year. You know, he's been sort of on another level. But when you look at the number of opportunities he had, he only had he had 23 dropbacks, three of which were scrambles. And he had two big turnovers and sort of turnover-worthy plays, one of which was maybe the worst decision he's made as a quarterback at Georgia. The first throw down the sideline to Fitzpatrick, there, there's nothing in your brain that should have said, all right, I'm putting this ball up for grabs. You know, maybe he thought in his head it was Bowers. I don't – that was maybe the only thing I could think of. You know, and there was still a lane to run for that, go run, go get three yards. But – the other one was a bad throw, not necessarily a bad decision, but still things like that. Anytime, any negative, obviously the Georgia fan base is going to be calling for JT Daniels. But the interesting thing about it, and I, and I wrote this, wrote about this after the game, is much like size and speed and arm strength or skills, availability is a skill. And JT Daniels has been in Athens for 18 months. He's been available for seven games, or he's played in seven games. This year, with, with a seemingly full, healthy offseason, he's been in and out, in and out, unhealthy, you know, pain. For, what, what is it? I, I don't know. Obviously, we're not there. We can't see. We don't know him. We don't see a practice every day. But, you know, he's talking, you know, Kirby Smart talked about him being, getting a lot better and healthy and, you know, that kind of thing. It just is an unknown now at this yeah. point. And the key yeah. for me is no matter whether you think it should be Stetson or it should be Dave, JT, because there are obviously definitive camps of both. And by the way, there's probably camps in both in the locker room. More, more than we ever would think about. But you need them both because there's nothing in JT's past that says he's going to go be healthy for the next two and a half months. And it's not like you can just go play one game and be awesome and then or play three games and be awesome in the last three games and everything's going to be hunky-dory. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. So you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they play it moving forward. Yeah, but uh, so can you dive deeper a little bit into Stetson's grade? Because, I mean, the worst grade he's had since Florida of last year. Do you think that could be a mental thing? Because the, the Florida game was where, you know, it hit the fan, if you will, with Stetson last season. No, I think it's a combination of a few things. One, he was pressured on 40% of his dropbacks. Like, that's his, that, that's almost three times as much as it's been all season for either quarterback, by the way, not just him. And you, you mean you saw early Florida on third down getting pressure with three, and he's having to scramble out and try to make plays. Like that does, you know, he's that create changes your rhythm, that changes everything about it. And then when he's, you know, there's a couple of plays where like he lobbed the one uh, to Zamir White on the side toward the sideline leak when he was leaking out, got dropped. Like some of the, all of those things just hurt the rhythm of what you're doing. And then it kind of, once the defense did its thing and you made the big plays and you made the throw to Curious, by the way, which was a phenomenal throw. You know, you made those plays and the game was kind of where it needed to be and you were controlling it and you knew that they weren't going to do anything. I think that kind of, you know, you shift shift gears down a little bit. You don't necessarily uh, can be and sometimes get a little sharp, not as sharp as you can be. But still yet, you know, you look over the past, you know, all the games that he's played, he's playing at a very high level. They're using play action. They're using his legs like they should. And he's just got to keep, I think for him, 
it's got to be in the back of my mind. I'm when in doubt, I'm using my legs. I'll go take three, go live to play another play, as opposed to forcing balls into places like he did a couple of times yeah, this past weekend. Yeah, man, it was so scary to see him throw into double coverage, and you're like, wait, what are you doing, dude? I'm no football genius, man. You, you're the professor of football, man. You live in Athens. You have a doctorate. You study football inside and out. And I'm a football fan, specifically a Georgia football fan. So even even a guy like me that can watch the game with, you know, at least a little bit of critical thinking, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? To see him make those, what seems like such an obvious no-no, and he's doing yes. it anyway. Like I said, the first one to Fitzpatrick, that was, that was 100% yeah. that. And yeah. I'm sure he would tell you that. I know he would. Maybe you saw him at the Braves game last night because he was there. I did not see him. I saw Jordan Davis. I, did, I didn't see Stetson. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, let me tell you. He was taking some pictures and that sort of thing, man. People love some Jordan Davis. Man, yes, they and, do. As they should. As they should. Let me tell you, the most endearing thing about him to me is when he prays with his mom before the game. There is yep. nothing that kid could do that would make me not like him Yep. just by seeing him do that. And look, there's nothing that makes me not like Stetson because I love his story. Can't remember if it was you and I were talking about this. If Georgia goes on to win a national championship with Stetson Bennett at the quarterback position. His story is better than Rudy. Yeah, it's movie stuff. It is. They'll make a movie about it. So More the, so than Rudy. He has legit speed, though. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, Rudy was all fabricated, and we're actually seeing, you know, Stetson's play out in real life on TV. Yeah, yes. so there's a lot of people there, and my voice is all shot because I was there at, uh, at Truist Park and screamed like a high school girl. You know, hey, by, by the way, do you remember what I said the last time we did the pod? Because I, it's since the last time we did the pod, they've won a couple rounds. Yes, and what the vibe I was getting from this team. Yeah, just very oh yeah. four Red Soxy. Yeah, right. Yep. But now, does that change? Yeah. Shifting back to Houston, you're always you're only as good as your next day starting pitcher. Yeah. Well, look, you get Max Freed and you get Ian Anderson. So if you look at it on the surface, look, Max Freed has had a he struggled against the Dodgers he struggled in his start against the Astros too does he go back to form I guess that's the question mark right because I think being on the road will help and dial in a little more yeah and maybe maybe, maybe relax a little bit yeah because hope so at least hope so yeah hope so absolutely because Ian Anderson looked amazing his his start truly was incredible five I think five shutout innings in a World yep. Series as a rookie, yeah, man, it's pretty impressive stuff. But not to change Barry. the subject to the Braves, but just the fact that they were there. We've covered Stetson pretty extensively, but Georgia's offense as a whole didn't grade out as well as maybe we thought it was going to. And Kirby even mentioned it, you know, he when he was talking about JT, you know, he talked about the mobility, you know, at his press mm-hmm. conference. He says, quote, it's not that JT's immobile, it's just Stetson is very mobile. I know he's mentioned that stuff before, but now it's starting to trend and sound like he's saying Stetson is... Is our guy am i right about my picking up that i think so and and the big thing is identity there i think you've you've seen the team become a run oriented play action pass we're getting explosives off of play action passing and we have a mobile quarterback who can you know do a little do some things in the running game when needed not all the time it's not like we're giving him it to him 10 times but when needed he's there and it's available so i think it's kind of meshing with the identity of their team because the defense obviously rules the identity of the team. Yeah, no question. And, you know, versus, hey, I want to be a drop-back team that throws it 35 times. Well, it doesn't really mesh with a team that, you know, wants to control the game defensively. So, you know, it's thing. But offensively, you know, it was good to see Kyrus Jackson back playing a lot, uh, getting involved in the passing game. 
Uh, they still hurt Florida with the counter play. It was the very first play of the game. It was the play that Zamir White scored his touchdown on. Uh, that those things, you know, it just there were some good, but it just wasn't the efficiency that you've seen over the last three weeks. Yeah, he says uh, going back to Kirby and his presser. Uh, and I'm reading this at UGASports.com, by the way, word for word. And if you want to read it word for word, and you should, because we believe that Kirby Smart is a subscriber to UGASports.com and Pro Football Focus. We'll explain why in just a few minutes. Uh, he says, quote, we haven't really been explosive as we want to in the run game. But the run game, we have set up play action, and a lot of those explosive plays come off play action, which is exactly what you were just talking about. We're very pleased where it is, though it didn't really start happening until you know the defense took over and made the second quarter such a remarkable moment if you're a Georgia fans, and then you started seeing Florida fans scurry for the exit in the second. It's just an onslaught of amazing plays. I mean, Nolan Smith first just wanting it more. All right, all right, Richardson, I'm just going to take it from you. Like, I just want it more. <laughs> That's right. And then you have the 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 freak athlete that is Trayvon Walker dropping back in coverage, almost picking it off, by the way. Yeah. He probably, you know, <laughs> he was just a hair from picking it off himself. Tips it, and then Nolan Smith reacts, makes a great play. So in a span of five plays, the game completely changes. Yeah. And right. then the Kobe Dean, and then Dan Mullen, not so much good from the play calling perspective and, and his, his QB goes to the short hitch and the Kobe Dean just sat on it uh, and played it well and took it to the house. And I think that, you know, those three guys specifically just made phenomenal game changing plays. And and really the the totality of the defense is just amazing at this point, specifically in the Kobe Dean. Yeah, man. So do you want to go through some of those individual grades because they are unbelievable? When you look overall, just, I mean, the, the game itself, the game grades are something that kind of changes a little it, it's not as a stable metric, I guess you could say, as something that's over a long season. Nicobe Dean right now is the highest graded defender in the SEC. He's the third highest graded defender in the Power Five. He, you know, Jalen Carter, I think, is sixth in the SEC, uh, and you know, or maybe third in the SEC, top top six in the F Power Five. I mean, both of those guys are just their first round talents. They're playing at a phenomenal level. Obviously, Jordan Davis is doing what Jordan Davis does. Devonte Wyatt making plays. Nolan Smith, Trayvon Walker. It doesn't get much better than what they're doing in the, along the front. Uh, but you got guys like Darion Kendrick and Keely Ringo on the outside who are playing well and making plays. And like even in, in this game, Kendrick made a good, had a couple of good coverage plays. Christopher Smith back playing, which was a big deal for the secondary. You know, made a good play on the double pass because we knew trick plays were coming. Like you know, it was just it was bound to happen yeah, in this game. Yeah, sniff that out quick though. Yes, they did, and, and you know just. The totality of what the defense is doing right now, they are the number one graded, you know, defense overall, number one in tackling, number one in coverage, top two or three in run defense. I mean, it's just, it's beyond phenomenal what they're doing, you know, the whole elite or you're not kind of phrase like it, it they are that they are beyond elite right now. Just quickly, what about Jack Podlesny? He's scuffled a little bit. He's been good and, and I'm not ready to throw him under the bus. And I, I feel like a lot Enough of to make you nervous. Yeah, but it does make me nervous. You're exactly right. That's and that's when you think about that. In the end, you know, it's like, hey, you got to make every kick. That's what you do. That's the only thing you do. You should make every kick. But the, I think the biggest thing from a fan perspective and just even a coaching perspective too is just, hey, do I have confidence in this guy to go do what he's got to do? And you know, there's there's been some things where, hey, the, that confidence might be wavering just a little bit. Well, hopefully he can regain that and um, put himself in a position like uh, Brock Bowers to be named one of eight semifinalists for the John Mackey Award. So you know, maybe 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 he could do that. What's What's amazing. Just as 
you think about even those picking apart the whole quarterback situation, you just went to Jacksonville and put an absolute destruction on your, you know, arch rival, put him in the four loss season. And now you got Dan Mullen, you know, spazzing in his press conferences about recruiting and things like that. So you've, you've put Florida in a place where they just don't, where they're not really comfortable and they're not in a good place. Right. Borderline, much like you did to Clemson, you're kind of breaking them in a way. Yeah. But you know, that's a good place to be. Yeah. Like Rocky, you remember, I'll break you. The, when the Russian break you. Yes. <laughs> Rocky four. Rocky four. That's right. Again, we got Rocky four vibes going when you watch Dan Mullen's presser. <laughs> Look, and I don't mean to laugh in a man's pain, but I kind of like laughing at his pain. <laughs> that's, that's, hey, it is what it is, right? It's, it's not very, that's fandom. That's not very Christian of me, though. Which I am a proud card carrying, Jesus loving Christian. So uh, I try to uh, I try to pull it together as best I can. But sometimes the devil on the right shoulder is whispering in my yeah. ear, and I tend to listen when it comes to. Well, it's just what's amazing about it is, especially when you get Kirby after the game talking about always being recruiting. Yeah. And how much it, how much of an important thing it is. And then when, you know, Dan answers the question today and he's like, ah, you know, we'll talk about that when it's recruiting season. Yeah. Yeah. And Florida fans are <laughs> like, it, it just, it, those write itself. That yeah. thing wrote itself. That's exactly right. Exactly right. All right. Since we're on the topic of Kirby, is there anything else you wanted to cover before we get to this? Because this is pretty impressive. Uh, no. Okay, no. great. We've always talked about, you know, the fact that the, the grades and, and the in-depth coverage you do Brent, specifically you, at Pro Football Focus College and at UGASports.com. And if you want to be the most informed fan in the world about your team, subscribe to one or both of those websites and you will get incredible content. And when you go to the water cooler, you'll know more than everybody else. You will. It's just it's just going to happen. And if not, maybe those people subscribe too and you can go pound for pound for anybody because you'll have the best information period. What makes you think that Kirby Smart subscribes to one or both of those products? I know they're a client for PFF because all of the Power 5 teams are, and I think now 90-plus FBS teams. It's I, I don't even know the number now. It's so high. And all 32 NFL teams are a client. So in terms of uh, you know looking at – and here's the key with about it. And obviously, we're talking about the comment that he made today. Yeah, uh, so, so, so set that up. He was at, he was, someone had asked him about some analytics on Darion Kendrick. And he said, well, where's your source? Where's, where's it coming? Is that P, your PFF? You talking about PFF? Yes. And then his quote was, I think those are a joke really personally. When we go to NFL scouts, they laugh at PFF or whatever the source may be. A lot of times PFF is a guy that works at another job during the day. And that's just his secondary job to chart whether or not Darion or N'Kobe Dean or Trayvon Walker or War McClendon or Jamari Sawyer do their job. Their evaluation is probably not as supportive uh, as ours. And what's fascinating to me about that is earlier in the day, the main college account had tweeted some numbers from Pro Football Focus or, or from, about George, about Darion Kendrick specifically. My question would be, why do you think he said that? Look at what it's doing though. And you think about this and probably, and by the way, I would probably do the same thing if I were, a, especially a college head coach. And, you know, this is, it even comes back to the first time that I met him. The very first time I met him, introduced myself and, you know, talked and I was like, hey, I happen, I happen to work for PFF. And his response was, oh, you're the guys that prep pop up our, our team on our players and we got to bring them back down to earth. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So it's one of those things where, you know, when you're a coach and as much as they don't hear the outside noise, they I think do. they definitively hear the, hear the outside noise. And you know, when we got, when we got our numbers are showing, Hey, look how great this guy's playing. 
look how good this guy's doing. Look at all the things that they're all the positive things. And you got players that are retweeting it and liking it and, and, you know, interacting with it on social, but Hey coach, what are you telling me? I mean, look at these guys. These guys are telling me I'm doing great things. So it's, I think it's the stuff with recruiting and he's in the comments and everything is said there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, no, yeah. it just is. That's exactly I, and, right. And in terms of the grades now, here's the thing. There's so many people literally look at this and will agree 100% that PFF is a joke. But here's what I would say. One, our process is beyond insanely refined in terms of what we do. But two, it's just like anything else. It's a tool. Yeah, right. It's one, much like, one source. Much like a business owner has to look at financial statements and do some analysis and be like, okay, this is what I think I need to do based upon some analysis. I'm not predicting anything in the future in a lot of ways. We've Now, by the way, we've done a lot of predictive work, but it's just a tool, just like anything else is a tool that you would use to make decisions. And for colleges, what they do and how they use it, I mean, it's made GA's life's job way easier yeah. like in terms of the amount of data that we provide yeah. to schools yeah. overnight, yeah. Uh, that literally the next morning when they're preparing for opponent, all the things that go with that. But the, I will say the grades are always going to be there. They're always going to be something that people harp on. I personally... I don't really get over, you know, sort of overzealous about the number like 88 versus 86. I don't, it just means, Hey, this guy's playing really well. And now I need to focus a little bit more on that person. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the fact that he tries to play it off. I, that's the thing that I think I love the most. Oh, there's a hundred percent reason why he's making, you know, why he, because you think about it when the question was asked, and I think the question was generically asked, I saw some analytics. Yeah. On was, it, was it Chip Towers from the AJC that asked the question? I think that may, I think it may have been him that asked the question and he's like, Oh, you mean you talking about PFF? Like, yeah. He knew <laughs> he that knew was exactly what it was. He had to know. He had to know that was there this morning. <laughs> he's like, all right, we got to shut this down. We got to stop looking at all the positive things. Right. That is not a what's random. The, what's the word? Rat poison or something? Yeah. Like that. Rat you, poison. We can't right. be having that. That's right. And that, I would do the same thing as a coach. Oh, sure. I get want, it. You want guys that are constantly hungry, constantly wanting to get of better and improve and all these little things. Yeah. No. But it's fun. No, it it's is. It's fun discussion. Absolutely. And the social media, you know, and what's interesting about it, like when you think, you know, all the guys that, you know, that do sort of, uh, you know, that do film analysis, that do any sort of analysis of football and give opinions, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, those people, you know, us, them, what, it's, it's one and the same. It's exactly You're right. You're watching the game. Except now I've watched eight, like for me specifically, I do a lot. I do tons of special team analysis and even review of people who do special team analysis uh, for, for the company. And, you know, it's just one of those things where I've seen it 8 million times. Like, I just have yeah. over the eight now eight years that I've been doing it. So when you see something eight million times, like inside zone is inside zone, counter is counter. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't changing. <laughs> it ain't changing. No, I love that. And uh, we got to wrap because Brent's a football coach too. You got to get out to gotta get uh, the practice. Got to get to practice, and I want to get him out on the road. So uh, we appreciate you spending time with us on uh, Georgia Bulldogs by the numbers. Hopefully, you uh, enjoy the insight that we provide. You get two distinctly different perspectives. I'm a fan. I watch like a fan. I cheer like a fan, and I love being a fan. And Brent is truly a phd he is truly a guy that gets in the numbers and fleshes them out he knows what he's talking about a la do you mean pro football focus when kirby smart says that that's what you're getting when you listen to brent rollins here on georgia bulldogs by the numbers and his his own writing and all the other stuff that he does that's incredible find him at brent rollins phd find me at tug cowards quickly subscribe to uga sports.com 99 a year and it is all of the information that you want about your team recruiting the ups the downs inside and out you'll know more about georgia football than anybody else that you'll talk to unless that other person subscribes and then pro football focus college that one is about uh, all the grades, 
for everything at UGA, and that's about a buck thirty a year for that one. So either subscribe to both, subscribe to one or the other, but get good information with both of them, and you'll get it from Brent Rollins. So uh, make sure you do that, dude. Thanks so much. It's always fun. Let's hope we celebrate a championship tomorrow. Oh my lord, yes. Hopefully Go we're Braves. celebrating championships tomorrow. And go dogs! Great. I fan out for that. Sorry. Yeah, no, I love it. I love that. That's awesome. As a, as a big Braves fan too, I, dude, I love it. I, Kids I, stayed up as long as they could last night. I got my friend who is good with Photoshop, and he made me this uh, this logo that says 100% Atlanta, Georgia, and it's Atlanta as in the Braves, the way the script is written on the uh, away jerseys, and then Georgia awesome. in the Georgia font. That just gets under the skin of Georgia Tech fans because they're always like, Georgia's not an Atlanta team. Well, of course they're not. They're in Athens, but there's as many. Georgia fans in Atlanta as anywhere else in the country. So uh, don't give me that nonsense, but that's my way of getting around it. 100% Atlanta, Georgia. Awesome. (laughs) Make it a great day, man. Let's go Braves. Let's go dogs. Awesome. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.